0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five figure months and then on to six figure years without burning out in the process. Now, let's be honest like, really, really, totally, totally honest. Most of us, including myself when I first started out, Are currently trying to do a million things to get our business to work. A million ideas are floating around, a million different offerings we're throwing out there, but yet business is feeling hard. You're stuck and you equally are wondering why the hell is everyone around me moving forward and I'm over here doing all this shit and getting absolutely nowhere. I was like this is uh, this about 24 to 32 months ago, still new in the business consulting coaching business. You see, running my first business was an e-commerce business. And when I did the move to Angela Henderson Consulting, I mean, it's a service-based business. Offerings were very, very different about how I was selling. I was stuck in the hustle that all the big guru- gurus were feeding to me. And then I read somewhere, I heard from someone, I can't even remember what it was. You're doing too much. You're spreading yourself thin. Just focus on the power of one. And I was like, damn, the power of one, what does that mean? And from that point on, even to the point of last year, my word of the year was refine. I refined my one to one coaching program. I refined my group coaching program, Profit Pillars. I refined my Australia's leading four day, three night women in business retreat. Why did I do this? Because less is more. The power of less is just that power momentum the momentum you gain in your business because you are focusing on the power of one you equally have less to worry about when you focus on the power of one By focusing on the power of one it also allowed me and equally will allow you to focus on more of what's important for the roi and natural growth of your business but also what's important for yourself, your family, your community, and even the bigger impact that you want to make by having your own business. Now, you might be thinking, Ange has lost her effing mind. One simple simple word? No. No, I haven't. You see, as a business owner of not one, but two successful businesses, uh... And let's be honest, being diagnosed with ADHD in there, I totally understand that your mind is always coming up with new things, new ideas. I get it. If anyone gets it, I get it. But what I realize is that I don't have to do all. And the reality is, is I don't want to do all. I'm tired, exhausted, drained. So today I'm excited to bring on the amazing Amanda Dolly to get into a deep conversation with me about the power of doing one thing well and really well. In today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the power of doing one thing well. What are the benefits of doing one thing well? What will likely happen if you choose not to do the power of one? And what you can do now to start making that shift to doing the power of one and being able to grow that sustainable and profitable business you are wanting. But before we hop into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything really that you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories. And please tag me at Angela Henderson Consulting because you would put a smile on my dial. Also, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, which helps women in business create consi- consistent five-figure plus months. The 12-month group coaching program is for women business owners who are ready to take action to grow a sustainable and profitable business. The program includes so much level of awesomeness, such as, but not limited to, a wonderful community, being able to get you the results and growth that you need to have those consistent five-figure months, being able not to have to be lonely anymore in your business because of the community that you have to bounce ideas off of, and equally to decrease that overwhelm that you have. But you will also be able to get the amazing Profit Filler training system complete with videos, PDF guides, and more, live strategy sessions, live hot seat sessions, uh, monthly masterminds with guest experts, 24 access to our amazing private Facebook community, and so much more. To learn about my 12-month group coaching program, you can head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and simply click under the How I Can Help section on creating five-figure months. Now, let's hop on to today's amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you. So great to be here. It is fun to have you here. Now, for those that don't know, we have already been waffling on for an hour and 15 minutes because the thing here is is Amanda and I actually first met a couple of years ago at a conference where I actually was just an attendee and I'd actually paid for the mastermind. And actually that's how Amanda's and I's friendship began is she uh, helped me out in a mastermind session, which is cool. And over the last couple of years, we've just you know stayed in contact and reached out to each other. But I was thinking before you came on the podcast today is that we've actually haven't talked talked since that, you know, I mean, rich, like that actual conference, like we've spoken written language to each other, yeah. Um, and I guess what I find it funny is, like, you would never have thought that a man and I hadn't actually spoken in the two years that we've seen each other. Like, we've literally just talked each other's ear off in the hour and fifteen minutes. So again, I just I say this over and over and over again on the podcast, but the importance of networking. Uh, it is vital for your business. It is vital for your like personal growth. We we're just talking about the level of loneliness that you have as a startup and then equally as you kind of scale your business. So anyways, it's good to have you here today, Amanda. And uh, yeah, the power of the internet and the power of good relationships. So yes.
1: Absolutely. I'm so delighted and I agree. We could have talked for hours. We so. could have kept going
0: and I was like, yeah, we be more need regular. <laughs> yeah we got we'll just have to go co-working as we said. So now listen, at time of recording, you have just finished a major launch. And whenever there is a major launch, anyone who's ever launched anything, there's a level of tired. So how are you feeling? You feeling all right after the launch?
1: You know what? I'm feeling the best I have after a launch. I've certainly had a few tired days this week, but yeah, I take my self-care pretty seriously. <laughs> It's not perfect, but I've definitely learned
0: to better manage that. Dude, fantastic. Because Yeah, launching, it's its good. There's always pros and cons, but yeah, and we will talk a little bit later about, you know, burnout. But today we are talking about the power of one, you know, the power of doing one thing and doing it well. But before we hop into the episode, I always like to ask a little fun question to the guests that I'm interviewing, because I think it's important that they get to know a little bit about you before we get into all the nitty gritty business stuff. So I know you love to travel, Amanda. You travel around the world. You've been to Necker Island, you know, you. Been to South uh, Africa, I've seen, and you've been to a variety of other places. So, what is your all time favorite country and why? Oh, that's a hard one as far as top country,
1: but I will say my trip to South Africa end of uh, 2018 uh, is my highlight right now Mm -hmm. as far as trip for sure.
0: Yeah. And what was it about that, that you're like, what was the highlight that kind of even just now talking about it sticks with you the most?
1: Uh, Oh gosh, everything. I mean, we ended up there by kind of default as part of a mastermind that was meant to do a trip to Necker Island in 2017 Mm -hmm. and the hurricane wiped the hour, uh, sorry, the Island out a few uh, weeks before we went. So long story short, we ended up having a few days in Richard Branson's private safari retreat in uh, South Africa. And I just think, oh, South Africa itself, there was just something magical, See, all that, you know, like the private safari, we saw like all the animals, very, very surreal. And then just in particular, you know, I had some conversations with Richard Branson there around the campfire, which truly changed my trajectory uh, trajectory and my beliefs around supporting health coaches Mm -hmm. at like such a, a deeper level than I even had before. And yeah, there was just some real real powerful moments, as well as honestly, we started talking about being around like friends and entrepreneurs and some of the best friendships and conversations that I've had in the industry were held
0: on there. Mm -hmm. And again, the power of investing in yourself too. Like I know my question's about what's your favorite country, but when you invest, I believe that the transformation doesn't occur until the transaction has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see it often and often. A, and for those of you that are listening, like I say, start off small. Go to a local network, network even if it's free. But when then start paying $25 for a ticket, $10 for a ticket. Start going to these events because it is, it's, just, it's vital. Like you said, those conversations around the campfire, um, the, the post-relationships, when things get really shitty in a business, you can reach out to these people. It is so, so powerful.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, tell me about your business journey. Where did it start and where are you now? Yeah, where did it
1: start? Well, I mean, I've been in online advertising marketing my whole career. My first job was actually in the startup team of eBay in the UK back in, what was that, 2000, 2001, <laughs> around there, a long time ago. <laughs> yep. So let's not count. So yeah, look, I have been in the industry per se, but always as an employee and loved my job, worked my way up through corporate advertising, working for a lot of the big agencies in Sydney um, most recently. But honestly, as I kind of at least, I mean, I struggled with my health through my 20s, but definitely once I got into my 30s, I was burning out. And I was spending every cent that I was making in advertising, like out trying to fix myself, trying to heal myself because my energy system wouldn't keep up. I was so exhausted. I felt like I wasn't keeping up, you know, and the... The industry demanded that too, you know, all nighters and long weekends and everything. So it was a bit of a a dual life I was living, you know, Mm -hmm. off doing healing. Then I became the healer, you know, and then I did the yoga teaching and like, I was just like living and breathing it. And it did change my life to a degree, but I was still kind of stuck in that, that system. And I never once even dreamed that I would work for myself. I don't even understand the concept. Uh, and then along came health coaching, you know, I, I met someone that was a health coach working from our home in Bondi beach. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And really in hindsight, quite naively, just out of desperation, if I needed to get out of that corporate world, took the leap. I was like, I'm going to be a health coach. I mean, you just got to make a website, right? And (laughs) and that'll be great. So (laughs) it was not that easy. Um, It was very, very hard, actually. I kind of played the entrepreneur game for a while. I went to all the conferences in the US and lived in Venice Beach and all the raw food and everything that hadn't even come to Australia then. So, so fun. Uh, But I had not got a client in my first nine months. I hadn't made a cent. And honestly, I had no idea how, even with all that background in marketing and online business. So honestly, like you said before, I started investing. You know, I started doing what I could to get contract work, et cetera, to get in the best mentorship I could get. And I got my business up and running. And then, you know, everyone's saying, Amanda, come on, like, you're really good at online business. It was just really about putting yourself out there. You've got to teach everyone this. And I was like, no, no, no. For a couple of years, no way. Even people were signing up to be health coaching clients because they wanted my business advice. And I was disgusted by the idea because I blamed it for my burnout. Yes. But hey, one thing led to another. Uh, sitting in Golden Gate Park in San Fran one day, actually, it was just like this, oh, I see. <laughs> 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 <Yep>. <laughs> because I just wanted to get health coaching out there, Ange. Like, I just wanted woman to experience like they're full of self and like break out of the the shackles really is what I was all about. I'm so curious always of what else is possible. You know, what are the possibilities here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I wanted to do. And I, it took me a while to realize like, oh, I could actually help hundreds, thousands of other people to do this and make it a real thing
0: in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Dude, how amazing that. And you again, what we were talking about before we recorded is obviously the power of doing one thing well. And you have one product and you do that product exceptionally well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And so, yeah, it, there is something to be said about doing the power of one thing, but doing it really well. And because I think this is a topic that doesn't get talked about enough and it really should, because as I talked about my in my introduction, is that everyone's trying to do everything. Um, and as far as many businesses are going, it's like, you're not going to get that traction you need if you keep trying to throw basically kind of spaghetti at a wall. It's not going to, you know what I mean? It's really not going to work. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today to talk about the power of doing one thing and doing it really well because your entire business is off of this one core product. And so when we're talking today about doing one thing and doing it really well. I'm not talking about like writing one blog article. I'm not talking about, you know, making one podcast. I mean, that can still apply. But what I'm talking about is choosing one core product or starting with one core product, really building that up and then maybe bringing on a second one or a third one, but really focusing on that power of one and giving it the attention and kind of nurturing it the way it needs to. Um, I'll also add to that as a, you know, as a business coach for women, I found that there are three core stages, Amanda, and I'm, and again, I'd love to hear what you kind of thoughts are about this as you've got that kind of survival stage. You've got the growth stage and you've got the scale phase. Mm-hmm. And for, for many of you in that survival stage right now, and even that growth stage, as I said before, just a minute ago, it's kind of like throwing that spaghetti at the wall, hoping that something sticks. Like, I just need to survive. I need to know like, that I can put you know a roof over my head. And I get that you have to pay your bills and make money. But more doesn't always mean better. And again, we'll chat more about that later on. But again, would you agree, like in that kind of survival stage, you're just doing whatever you can to just kind of make it happen? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm
1: all about health. What that's doing to your nervous system and everything puts us in overwhelm, puts us in like self-doubt. And we're just kind of going crazy when we don't need to be.
0: And for you and your own business journey, what was that aha moment when doing less was better?
1: I think the aha moment came from looking at the facts. And what I mean by facts was actually time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I'm like any entrepreneur. I've got a million and one ideas and and plenty of them drafted in my Dropbox and, you know, like I have ideas all the time. But the reality is when you look at, like, say your yearly calendar, there's only actually so much time Mm -hmm. that you do have to promote. 100%. Yep. And really it came from the facts. And, you know, delivery is my highest value as well. So, you know, a lot of people will focus more on marketing or whatever that might be, but nothing to me trumps the delivery of my program. Mm-hmm. So you've got to allow time in your calendar, not just for promoting that program, but delivering it really well, crafting it, you know, continuing to keep it up to date. And there's actually not that much time in a year. That was the the thing that kind of in some ways forced me to stick with one product. And
0: I and I would also tap into that kind of the last little while too is that on what I say to my own clients is that really the, you have to be looking at, in order to really look at the power of one in my opinion, is your time and the ROI that's coming on the back of that, right? And so utilizing a tool like Toggle, for example, and then putting into Toggle every single day what activities you're doing and how much time you're spending on it. And then the next steps looking at, well, how much actual, what are the financial numbers saying for each of these kind of monetary streams of income coming in has been vital to my own business growth because I think we assume, that oh, we didn't really spend that much time doing that or going here or hopping on those calls. But one of my biggest aha moments uh, just recently by looking at my time in the ROI is that I my, my one of my core values is that human connectiveness, and I really believe in uh, being the person who helps on the discovery calls but what I found was, is I can still be human to human, but my time, if I ever want to grow the business, I can't keep being the person doing the 30 to 40 minute discovery calls. But what I can do is I can hop on once we kind of know a little bit more and we I can then hop on for a 10 to 15 minute call. Because mm. again, if not, I'm just spending all my time on the phone calls, which is fine. And I've enjoyed it up to now. And it's allowed me to assess my business. But if I want to get to the next level, the reality of it is based on what Toggle and my time is saying and my, you know, financial Financial numbers are saying is I will need to bring on a salesperson and then do you know what I mean look at our processes and procedures to still implement me in there but not for as much as what I've been doing Attention, women in business get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from october 31st to november 2nd at the breathtaking gold coast australia Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business Conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners. Gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. And it's just, yeah, (laughs) yeah, again, exactly right. Like, but so many of us, again, even when I first started, right, is that we don't, that's not what we're looking at. We're just looking for that next sale because, again, we need you know, like, we need to survive, right? So, but again, I think this this particular episode I believe is going to be important because some of you are there. But again, Amanda and I are just going to plant that seed, and again, you've been given that seed and this information so that when that time comes, you guys are going to be farther along and quicker to be able to adapt and do what you need to do, uh, whereas people who don't have this conversation. So my next question that I want to have for you, Amanda, and kind of look at more is what do you feel are the core benefits that business owners will see when they start to focus on the power of doing one service really well, one program really well before they kind of scale into a million different things? Yes, so those core benefits. Look, I think the simple answer to that is results.
1: You know, if we just start really basic, most people are trying one thing really quickly and then deciding it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that might be as simple as, oh, I put a Facebook Live out and I didn't get a sale, so it didn't work. You mm-hmm. know, instead of like sticking with a Facebook Live strategy, for example, for, you know, a decent amount of time. So to start with, it does, you know, we learn all these marketing business concepts, but most of them take time and they take time to master.
0: hmm
1: so then you can come into, for me, uh, I find that, say, my marketing has become very magnetic
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I've crafted, like, one niche. I know my ideal client, like, inside and out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've known that for years, but I still continue to master and craft the wording, the, the true connection you know, with that person. And I do find, of course, you know, that's when you make the click in business when people are like, oh, it's like you're talking to me. It's that, <laughs> yeah. not um, kind of like crafted in a uh, like a salesy way. It just becomes genuine yes. when you give it that time and space to, to master it, to embody it in yourself. And it doesn't be salesy
0: anymore. It's just like, yeah, this is the way it is. And like you said, it just becomes almost that ingrainedness, right? Is it's just like it flows, it's magnetic, people understand it. And it just also, again, it, everything else is a knock-on effect from that. So one of the, so just to kind of recap there, is your main reason or one of the core benefits that you have seen is ultimately, again, not only the results, but how that, again, collectively your messaging gets clearer, um, And then again, obviously you've got that conversion on the other end.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons too. You know, then you get no one an expert in one thing and you feel like an expert in that one thing. So, you know, it goes both ways in there.
0: And even just, oh, I mean, so many reasons. But, yeah, to me that stands out as well. I also know for myself a core benefit, uh, you know, when I've done is... You know is when my clients and when they kind of do this is that you can also reduce one of the benefits is reducing the overwhelm of your audience right is what and what I mean by that is you know one week someone's doing a launch on social media and the next week that same person is doing a launch about Pinterest and the next week that person's doing a launch on how to do a podcast and the next week they're doing a launch on this and it's kind of like your audience is so overwhelmed because you're launching every single time every single week to start with but the second thing is you're launching so many different types of topics right and they just kind of go what else and so there's twofold there you're not becoming the expert and they don't really then know should they do that and two you're just like it's it's just like mass all levels of crazy right so when you do this um the other problem there is is with that overwhelm then they don't buy anything because they just feel like they're just getting thrown at, thrown at, and thrown at. So when you focus on the power of doing one thing well and doing it really well, is that again, you're going to decrease that overwhelm of your audience. You're going to be able to become that kind of expert known in that. And again, that will lead to that, as you talked about, the benefits, of that results. Absolutely. What have you seen in the coaching of health coaches specifically when they don't focus on the power of doing one thing well? Look, like, what I like, really
1: see, you know, to tag team off what I just said, I guess, is what I see in particular is people giving up, uh-huh. people deciding it's not working for me, self-esteem, confidence going down because instead of like sticking with one system and, and allowing that time, it is this culture we're in, like fast food culture, right? We want overnight success and so people are on and off and trying this and on and off. And a client just this week in my group said, you know, well, I've got some space right now. Should I focus on this or this or this or this or this? It's like, just how about we just go back to your social media and master that one system first. Mm -hmm. And then of course, there's lots more we can do, but I mean, it's just the divided time too. None of us can split our attention across 50 things. So that's what I see mostly. But on top of that, burnout, overwhelm, you know, getting so scattered in our head and then convincing ourselves we don't know what to do. And one thing with coaches in particular that I see is, oh, I want to go to like a group program and I want to have the online product, and I want to have all of these. And most of the time I teach, stick with your one-on-one coaching and master that because they tell me they want money, but actually they start copying what they see online, right? Yes, 100%. You don't have an audience yet. The e-course isn't going to sell, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, just to bring that back more tangibly, uh, what I coach people on, for 9 out of 10 people anyway, is to master your one-on-one coaching and the system that it takes. I'm a big believer, you know, in one system mastering the one system. So get the one-on-one working. Get that until you've got it, you know, fully booked. Then up your price. Then up your time scale.
0: You know like There's so much we can do if you master one system first. And then we can expand. Whenever, and also one-to-one also allows you how much, you know, before you go spending tens of thousands on websites and blog creation or content creation, all this is those one-to-ones. If you're able to start booking, you know, bums on seats and getting discovery calls and colliding those testimonials, whatever, you're also validating that your you know the business as you go right whereas so many people i see they're dropping all this money have no system again throwing spaghetti out there but they don't know who their messaging is they're focusing on you know the power of fucking nine million right and then what's happening is it's like again they're not they haven't even validated product whereas one-to-one it allows you to assess and pivot after every single session oh i could do that better oh i could tighten this better and i I agree i started off by doing one-to-one and by far, it was the it was low risk but potential high gain, right? I didn't have a community. I was throwing things out there, and it worked. Um, so no, so I love that again. Just going in and focusing on the one-to-one, not to mention the community aspect. I mean, we've done launches plenty of times, Amanda, and we know you're lucky if one percent, two percent of people convert. Yeah. So, you know, this give those listeners out there as an example is if you want to sell 50 spots on your program, you predominantly should have an email list of about 5,000 minimum Mm -hmm. because 1% of 5,000 is that 50, So you need to really be, you know, as Amanda's saying, you need to have community in order to sell. And I see so many of my own clients when they first come to me wanting to do programs and stuff and you're like, no, 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 no. Let's just go back to the basics here. When you offer to one-to-ones, what is that going to look like? But because they're being told and they see it online all the time, make money, make, you know, sleep and make money while doing Evergreen. Like you said, if you don't have community, you're going to be screwed. Totally. 100 and 100 percent another example that I thought there was interesting if we just go back a little bit about the time essence right and this really go, looking at like what your own clients are looking at too I'm assuming Amanda's I was just on a call with one of my one-to-one clients the other day she one of her main goals for this year is to hit a particular revenue and so I said to her I said, great possible well, how how are you going to do that and so again, I did this deliberately. I was walking through with her and she was like, okay, well, I could do this. And I said, that's great. I said, but let's be more specific. How many actual bookings will you need in order to make that amount of money? And she's like, okay. So we went through it. And by the time we got to like the seventh thing, she goes, "Ah, oh, do I have to do anything else to get to 250 to, You know, 250,000? Yeah. And I just giggled, And I said, this is the whole point of this exercise, right? Is you've now had the aha moment going, I shouldn't have to work this hard right and try and have seven different things going she's like and so I was like exactly I said let's focus on the ones that aren't going to cause you as much time and bring in the biggest ROI and then we can double down she's like oh, she's like, that's why I pay you, right? But again, but again, until you write that information down, Amanda, and really assess what that looks like, that is going to lead to that potential as we just talked about is when they don't focus on it, Like even talking to her, you could feel the overwhelm starting to come over her, the panic, right? Because she's like, "Oh, well, how, there's not enough hours. How am I going to do this? But when we started to simplify it into the power of one, everything else just became easy. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, for those listeners out there that are going, holy shit, Batman, you've just defined what I'm doing in my business. What do you recommend for businesses to go and do from running around like a headless chicken, okay, to being able to step into the power of doing one thing and doing it well?
1: Yeah, like I recommend find one system that is either a proven system in your industry or that resonates with you, you know, whether that's purchasing a business coach and one system, you know, like I have my system for health coaches and has her systems, for example, or make up your own system. You know, I don't really mind how that happens, but choose one that's proven and stick with it and master it and master it and you know all of us are subject we were laughing about this before and like the little products we fall for online and things you know but when we do that we get distracted and we keep thinking the answer is going to be in someone else's freebie out there or something like that invest in one system or decide on your own one system and keep doing it over and over again Mm -hmm. that is honestly I mean that could take years, you know, to really master that one system. And sure, someone else has probably got a system that they say works too, et cetera, but you'll never know
0: unless you really commit to that one system. And I think it's kind of like if you look at, um, you know, top athletes, right, or even people who are just going to the gym, those athletes aren't an athlete in most of them aren't there's always the rare person kind of like Michael Jordan but most athletes are choosing one thing and they do it well right so they are either you know a basketball player they either do mean a ballerina they're either this but they're not typically a ballerina and a hip-hop and a tap and whatever they've chosen one and they've had to do it well and I kind of like the analogy I use is like you know the repetitiveness with your muscle right if you keep doing the same thing over and over you're going to build the strength in it you're going to build the endurance you're going to be have the power behind it um and so i I look at startups and owning your own business is the same thing you know choose the one system choose the people to work with you know use it and do it well and then assess and move on if you need to but if you keep doing that repetitiveness uh yeah it will it will start to move you forward absolutely yeah so how much of this though from the power of doing one thing comes from mindset? Yeah. Oh, that's like a
1: good question. I personally, and it's a little controversial maybe when I say this, I personally feel that 80% of my business success has been mindset.
0: Work. My friend, I say this all the time. It will be no news to those who've been listening. I, 100, <laughs> I, I 100% agree 80 to 90% is mindset. Yeah. That other 10 to 20 is strategy. But the reason that I kind of say, you know, that laugh, that awkwardness is because the 10
1: to 20% is the 100% if you don't have that first. So you do need that one plan. You do need to stick with it. Mm -hmm. And then the mindset work comes in a lot of it, like believing, Mm -hmm. identity change in yourself, you know, tweaking. Like there's so much mindset work that goes in that it doesn't work without that 10, 20% first. That's the caveat.
0: And I know, um, like Lisa Cordiff, she's a good friend of mine. And she talks a lot about growth mindset just for women collectively, but also, you know, for women in business. And, you know, she just says that every year you can write your new year resolutions, right? And they do. And you ask yourself over and over, why do I keep, why do I, why can I never nail these? You know, and the reality of it is until you start changing some of those beliefs and some of those stories and stop sabotaging, you know, things in life and in business, that cycle is just going to keep repeating. So it's good to hear that I'm not alone here on this, Amanda. And that, again, the importance of doing one thing and doing well is, again, that mindset is, you know, it's imperative.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind like even applying that one thing to mindset, by the way, because mm-hmm. we all have a million different mindsets that we can start going, oh, my God, I need to fix this, I need to fix this, you know, that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And you, you talked about like a high performer or a sports, um, you know, sports athlete. Yep. And the year, there was a year in my business where I went from 35000 to 350000 in revenue in one year. Mm-hmm. And what I focused on my one thing that year was money mindset. Mm -hmm. And my coach at the time said to me, an Olympic athlete doesn't, they're not born an Olympic athlete.
0: Exactly right.
1: They get up at 5am and swim the cold laps day after day, and they create that success. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing the advice I got at the time, but it was like, if you truly want a millionaire mindset and you truly want to do that extraordinary then you need to treat it like an Olympic athlete. And I absolutely did that. And I don't just mean like the mantras and the, the wealth consciousness books. I mean, I did it all, but the deep healing, the internal healing that went with that. I literally like chased it down that
0: year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to be that healing from within in order mm-hmm. to get what comes out, right? Is so important. And, and I liked that one of the things there that you said though, Amanda, is that they create their own success. There's a lot that I find is as, why is this happening to me? Why isn't this? But I'm like, at the end of the day, if you want it, you're the one responsible in the driver's seat in order to create the success. No one else. And again, by choosing the power of one. And again, I also think there's a level of not only mindset, I think, I mean, discipline comes with mindset, but I just think if we extract discipline in itself, Mm -hmm. As those successful business owners that I, you know, hang around, you hang around, etc., and even those ones that are far more advanced than us, is it's the discipline, right? It's yeah. the the repetitiveness of doing some of the same things over and over. But again, it's that power of one. Uh, I know, for example, the last kind of eight months, I've been. I mean, when I go to America, it's a slightly different story because I do have to eat a lot of ranch when I'm in America. But besides that, I typically, you know, I've been fasting since like I stopped eating at six and I don't eat again or break that fast at 10 o'clock or onwards. And for me, it's like, it's been hard, right? Like, especially with kids, I'll be like, oh my God, they're eating at seven o'clock breakfast in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, I don't put that in your mouth because it becomes habit, right? But mm. the discipline that I've seen from that has also been a knock-on effect into my business because it's like, it's just been like, it has shifted different parts of my brain again, right? So discipline mm. and mindset, I think, again, so, so important for that overall growth and getting, like you said, one of the core benefits of the Power of One the results that people want the results of winning an olympic gold medal the results of hitting the million dollars whatever that looks like
1: absolutely the discipline i mean we just come full circle that's the thing to actually focus on one when you've got so many ideas and actually sometimes focusing on one thing can be damn boring Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes the discipline to not kind of burn it down out of creativity or out of I mean, so many patterns, you know, the discipline to actually keep our emotions out of business. And, and like, to me, business is the biggest personal development um, thing. I mean, everyone says that, but it truly, truly is. And to have self-discipline, you know, yep. in that way so that we don't just take all of that out on the
0: business and can stick to one thing. Yeah, one the, and again, and someone who has literally been diagnosed with ADHD, Sometimes that one thing, I'm like, this is gonna be the death of me. This is gonna absolutely be the death of me. But it's like, again, if you want it bad enough, you just you figure it out, right? Like you just do. So for the power of doing one thing and doing it well, for those that are listening, I'd love, you know, for you to either come over into my Facebook group, the Australian Business Cloud, you know, send me a screenshot over on Instagram of what you guys have learned from Amanda and I today, you know, what is one thing? that after listening to this, you're like, shit, I've got all of these programs that I'm doing and I need to change things. That what's the one program that you can focus on? What's the one part of your business that needs that attention and nourishing to, in order to get you to the next level? I would love to know. But before you guys do that, I would also equally love for Amanda, where can people learn more about you or connect with you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you can, let me just think Sorry. I was just thinking we would have set up a page for you that I don't have in front of me. That's it's all right. really, really bad. Um, look, I think what it is, is amandajaydaily.com forward slash Angela. Let's mm-hmm. say it's that. And if it wasn't, I'll change it. Yeah, yeah no,
0: That's totally <laughs> so we, cool. So that's can, the
1: best place to go. And then you can just find out about, you know, me from there.
0: Obviously I'm on Instagram, Amanda Jane Daily, Facebook, all the normal kind of social platforms. Too. All right. Fantastic. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today. But one final question. What do you know now that you, wish you knew when you first started in business oh my gosh that's a really big question okay Mm -hmm. I feel into that what do I wish I knew that I wish I knew that I was going to make it oh good can you agree that I have now yep wish you knew you could make it and what would you say for those listeners out there what's one thing that they could potentially you know start feeling that for themselves
1: Yeah, I think what I mean by that is people are continually assuming they'll fail and making decisions based on and I definitely used to like, what if it doesn't work? What if the money doesn't come? What if? And, you know, knowing where my business has got to, if I knew that, then I would just not have mucked around with the stuff. I wouldn't have mucked around with the different like all the things we've talked about today, I just would have got on and done it with that knowing. So how do you do that? I mean, you just have faith. You just believe there's no point believing it's not going to work. You've got to be all in and believe it is.
0: Dude, I love it, my friend. And for those of you that are listening out there, before we sign off, just remember that my team and I will also be putting this whole transcription together at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And we'll have all the links for where you can find Amanda in that particular section of the um like part of the angelhenderson.com.au, and as I mentioned earlier, if you did enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share it, especially over on Instagram stories and tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting and also Amanda. And you're just at Amanda J. Daily, D-A-L-E-Y. Is that right for your handle?
1: on Instagram. It's Amanda Jane. Jane.
0: Oh, Jane. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, take us over on Instagram because again, I put the smile on our dial and for the rest of you, don't forget to that. Have a fabulous day and I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. And again, mm-hmm. next week in another amazing episode of the business and life conversations podcast. Thanks again, Amanda. I really appreciate it. Have a fab day too. Thanks for having me.